Welcome to the SLP Happy Hour Podcast. We are a podcast that discusses the reality of being a working SLP with a dash of happy hour thrown in. Our goal is to help you find more happiness in your life and career. Today's topic, are millennials more burned out than other generations and what can we do about it? I'm Sarah and I'm a real old millennial. (laughs) Real old. I'm Sari and I'm on the newer end. I guess I'm kind of smack in the middle millennial, like just your real classic case of a millennial. And if you like this topic and the kinds of topics that we chat about on this podcast, you are going to love our newsletter. You can sign up for our curated thoughts sent a few times a month on being a working SLP plus freebies, which we don't share anywhere else. You can get that plus many more freebies by subscribing at www.slphappyhour.com newsletter. And as always, the link is going to be in the show notes, and we'll catch you there. And if you enjoy the podcast, if you love listening just as much as we love recording and sharing these episodes with you, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that other SLPs can find the show. And now, on to the show. We're going to start with a segment called What's Up, What's Down, just to get us warmed up. And this is a section where we talk about things that are adding to our happiness or taking away from our happiness. We always start with what's down, which is me this time. And I was racking my brain, and the biggest thing that popped into my head is I recently lost an earring. And I know that sounds very silly, but if it's a favorite pair, girls, you know it can be quite upsetting. And what I found that I tend to do is I will just hang on to that one earring for a whole nother year before I will let it go. Uh, And the reason this popped up is because I was recently cleaning out my closet and I opened up my earring box and realized that about half of them were single earrings. And I cannot relate to that at all. <laughs> I do not have pierced ears. So when you're like, you know what it's like, I'm like, I don't know. But it is funny to imagine you opening the box and it's like all single earrings. It was. It was. And earrings are, are my favorite jewelry. Yeah. So now we need to find a place where you can buy earrings in sets of three. And then you'll be set. <laughs> All right, uh, my turn. Let's see with what's up. And for me, it's a weekend away with friends. Mm -hmm. We talk on the podcast, you know, self-care is important, but something that a lot of people don't talk about that we believe is super important is community care, which is time spent with people who love you and appreciate you. Those kinds of friendships or family even where it's this unconditional love. And um, I just had a really wonderful weekend with friends. I have friends that are honest and truthful and will let me know when I'm out of line. <laughs> it's not all rainbows. But um, we have so much good time together and we've been friends for almost 20 years now. Um, wow. So really realizing how important community care is that I don't get enough of it. But just having had this awesome experience that really is recharging my batteries and my energy. I'm really glad you shared this as your WhatsApp. This is all about nourishing those friendships and nourishing that community. So I love, love, love that you honored that on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great weekend. Okay, well, next up is another listener favorite, which is a segment called Lazy Lesson, where we're going to share a easy fallback lesson for you to use in your speech room. 
Okay, and I'm up today and this is just about, I'm having this phase as an SLP where I never want to use my iPad. I want to get rid of all my toys. I have probably two thirds of the toys of my clinic in my garage right now because I'm just sick of having too much stuff. So mine is just having a marker. Um, it's usually a crayon actually, um, or a pen and a piece of paper. And just, for example, drawing out articulation words, drawing out action words, and just relying on that for my sessions. I feel like when I print out printables and stuff, the paper can get really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So that's just a phase I'm in for now. But I would encourage you if if you're, you know, where I'm at, where you're just like, oh my gosh, I have so much stuff and I don't want to print out a million other things. Um, another example of this is I was printing out coloring sheets and then I'm like, wait a minute, I can give kids a blank piece of paper and they can express their creativity however they want. (laughs) Like, um, so just drawing things out, using a lot of blank paper and realizing that you don't need a bunch of printed activities or toys. Um, it's nice to have, you know, kind of like people have their capsule wardrobe, right? So they'll have 30 Mm -hmm. items that are the most used to them. I want to get to that, um, (laughs) with my own speech room, but right now I have got tons of stuff and I can't get rid of it. So it's just in my garage. Um, this was a really good uh, tip and, and talking about our other focus, which is simplicity mm-hmm. <laughs> and bringing that into your speech room. And I, I think there are very few objectives really that we couldn't work on with just paper and a pencil. And I think that's good for us to remember that, that while we have all of these amazing, flashy, shiny baubles and things that are constantly being shown to us and advertised to us, and sometimes we can feel pressure that we need more, we need the newest thing, really, we don't. We don't need to keep buying all of these new things. So much of what we do, we can just simply use the easiest tools at our disposal, and that's an important reminder. But to be fair, we both have a lot of junk in our speech rooms. We <laughs> like, do. And you already know, if you're listening, that you can use um, paper and pen. This is just a reminder mm-hmm. to take that strategy out of your therapy bag and use it this week if you can. We'll love it. And up next, Sari has some advice for us that will help us when we start comparing our SLP lives or out-of-work out of lives with others. <laughs> what have you got for us, Sari? Well, this was a phrase or caption that I saw on Instagram, actually, this week, and it has just stuck with me. And the phrase was that comparison is a thief. And it made me think because a lot of times I think I fall into that comparison trap, if you will, when I compare myself to others. And um, I always end up feeling inadequate because the type of comparisons that I tend to do are self-deprecating comparisons like wow that SLP integrates core words like a champ I'm constantly struggling to come up with ways to practice that feel natural and I'm therefore lesser SLP (laughs) so what follows is a series of terrible thoughts about why can't I do that and am I not doing enough should I be doing more and feelings of inadequacy that are just toxic So what I've come to realize is that this is a very, very dangerous trap. And when I observe other SLPs on social media or in settings, in other settings, it's really not fair to me or even really to them for me to make comparisons in this way. 
when I compare, I'm stealing away my, my own ability to be grateful for the skills that I do have and the experience that I've acquired and the SLP I am becoming today. And similarly, it's not fair to the other SLP as we are two completely different people with different strengths, skills, and levels of experience, both doing the best that we can. Yeah. And we're showing our highlight reels and and we're showing on social media and we're showing things that are easy to take pictures of. Mm -hmm. Like if I've had a horrible day and I'm crying, like I'm not going to take a selfie. Right. I mean, I could, but. Right. That's the trap with social media is you're seeing the the perfect uh, Mm -hmm. presentation all the time on social media. So that is a really dangerous area to do those comparisons. And you have to remember that these are the picture perfect moments that are being shown. And to credit that quote, the quote is, Comparison is the Thief of Joy by Theodore Roosevelt. If you're a private practice owner like me, you know how important it is to have practice management software that helps you schedule, bill, and saves you time. Fusion Web Clinic is an all-in-one practice management software designed specifically for pediatric speech therapists, physical therapists, and occupational therapists who need to save time and streamline their practice. With unlimited customer support, free onboarding, and an ever-growing set of features, thousands of therapists across the country use Fusion every day. We've got a special URL for a free demo and a $50 credit at fusionwebclinic.com slash slphappyhour. SLP Happy Hour is also sponsored by the Informed SLP. As speech-language pathologists, we depend upon good research to serve our clients well. We strive to use evidence-based practice. But how much time do we really have to search for new evidence? Reading research articles is time-consuming. Let the Informed SLP save you time by finding the research for you. They search all of the top speech-language pathology journals each month looking for the articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice. They provide you with plain language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EBP. Join now at theinformedslp.com slash slphappyhour and enter the code slphappyhour at checkout for 50% off of your first three months. All right, so next up we have our topic of the day, which is millennial burnout, and I'm excited to get started. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, the millennial generation, which both Sarah and I are a part of, and the chronic burnout that a lot of millennials are experiencing, and we're going to link to some articles that we will be mentioning in our show notes. So to start, I just want to define what a millennial is, and this is a term I'm sure you've heard. It's a broad term used to describe adults in the 21st century, and I, th- I think it's those that are born between 1981 and year 2000. If you were born before that, you're Generation X. Generally, these are folks between ages 22 to 38, and uh, these are people who stereotypically are described as being techno-savvy and connected 24-7, multitaskers, collaborative, socially and environmentally minded, but sometimes fickle, lazy, impatient, naive, and high maintenance. Um, 
the biggest invention during the millennials prime, if you will, is the internet. And some of the biggest moments that we have lived through include pocket technology, the war in Iraq, 9-11, Enron, Columbine, and a global financial crisis. Well, today we are going to have a conversation about millennial burnout. Yeah, so the idea with millennials is that millennials are always working. Like mm-hmm. the the picture you get in your mind, or at least I do when I think about millennials, is like someone with super cool glasses and tattoos on their arm, but they're at a coffee shop. They're not having fun. They're working. At a coffee shop on their computer uh-huh, on with their, their phone also up <laughs> doing something else. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's... And I do feel like sometimes I go through phases where I'm always working too. But um, I wanted to mention just some thoughts about millennial burnout. One is that burnout isn't just, you know, sitting in bed or on the couch staring at the ceiling. So um, it's an intense drive to work and it's stepping back and realizing that you're always working. And again, this is apparently from what we've been reading more common in millennials. um, And it's something that... I think I struggle with, especially with my own businesses, because there aren't particular office hours, like when I'm an employee. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would say that I know that with millennials, they say that that feeling of burnout is complicated by the crippling student debt that most of us have, right? Absolutely. So that makes life really stressful because you're working hard, but there's still this big financial suck and financial stress. Um, Also to keep in mind with millennials is that we have so many distractions and um, kind of asks for our time. So things like email and Slack and Asana, these task management or project management systems we have, uh, we have those so that we feel more efficient and they do work for some people, but the problem is, you know, comments are happening in real time. We feel like we always have to check in. We feel like we have to be commenting right away back to people so that Mm -hmm. they know we're working. So I feel like in general, millennials are pretty distracted at work. Um, We're working hard, but we're getting distracted by non-essential tasks. Mm -hmm. So um, also this idea that we need to get more done. We need to be more productive. We need to be more effective and we need to just keep getting better and better is really problematic for self-care because... In general, um, the idea is that we need to accept what we can and can't do. And the more we're like, okay, we can get more done with this project management system, or we can get more done if we do do it this way, um, is ultimately just asking more and more and more of ourselves, which can contribute to burnout. Absolutely. When I think about millennial burnout and, and that classic picture of the millennial I I do think that these are people that have been trained from childhood to be efficient and and to prioritize workplace efficiency. And when you are staying late, that's a problem with your efficiency. You need to get more efficient to get more done during your work. So you basically need to work harder. To be more productive. And right, you have to work more hours and you have to optimize your working time, yes. which puts an intense amount of pressure on you. Yes, and it, it um, flows over outside of our work too and into our personal lives. Yeah, so the themes we're, we're seeing here are that millennials are working super duper hard during their day, working longer hours, 
Um, which, by the way, we are not more productive than the previous generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just work more. Um, and not only are we working more hours, but we have this productivity and efficiency mindset, um, kind of an optimization mindset while we're at work, which, to be honest, is not being very kind to ourselves <laughs> um, and is really inherently stressful. So then we're going home and because we're already feeling really burned out and exhausted from this go, 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 go work day, um, we're not doing things like, you know, going to the dry cleaners or I need my well water tested or, you know, you broke, you broke a piece of jewelry and you have to take that to get repaired. And so these all really are inter, interrelated to each other and, um, we can't talk about millennials without again mentioning the social media piece Mm -hmm. that we think that we're the only ones struggling and that everyone else has it together because social media makes it look like um, everyone else is dealing. And so we just wonder what's wrong with us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And I, I don't know about you, Sarah, but one or some of the articles talked about how this really stems from our, uh, how we were raised. A lot of the times my parents just kind of kicked me outside and, said you have to be out there for x amount of time entertain yourself and we would build forts we would crawl around in the mud and catch lizards I was very much a country bumpkin for those of you who don't know that about me but then I do remember the purchase of our first computer and I do remember getting my first cell phone when I could drive and sort of this transition from from being a lot more reliant on my own imagination and my own ability to entertain myself to getting used to having this instant access to information and to entertainment through a screen and through this through this device that I could just carry around with me in my coat pocket that I could pick up at any time for immediate um, input. And that's constant. So I see that as as a, a another level of constant activity during the day and what I've sort of realized is instead of having those dull moments where we need to rely on ourselves to entertain ourselves we're picking up a screen automatically without automatically. even knowing we're doing it we've yeah. unlocked our phone mm-hmm. and but and we also have this abhorrence for idleness where when we when there is nothing to do we feel like we need to find something to do, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, can millennials relax? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> I don't know. Do millennials have trouble relaxing? Yes. And millennials take great pride in being multitaskers. I, I hear millennials brag about their ability to balance and do all of these things at the same time. And while, yes, that is a skill and speech therapists know that is something that you definitely need to be able to do at times. It's not something you should be doing constantly. You shouldn't be multitasking constantly. That's exhausting and it's burning us out. Mm-hmm. So in this discussion, whether you are a millennial or you just know and love some millennials, you know, um, <laughs> the students coming through, right, are millennials. People who are starting right. in the career are millennials. Um, to just think about, you know, there are no real answers here, but these are really topics that 
um, we care about and we wanted to share, which is this idea that we're working longer hours, we're working harder, we're trying to optimize ourselves, which isn't very caring and kind to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then um, sometimes, you know, sometimes we can relax, but sometimes we can also find ourselves flitting to our phone, which um, can make us feel like uh, we don't have it as together as we'd like it. Right, right. And these are all, of course, general. This is super general. I mean, in my own um, career, something I've worked really hard at is being on my phone less. Something that I'm doing actually this month in particular is being on social media less. Um, So everyone is different. Sari, do you feel like there's a part of being a millennial that you're working on, like the errand piece or the grabbing your phone piece? Uh, I think the errand piece, I, I, um, I do have a tendency to put off those little errands and, uh, try to maximize the efficiency with it. So that'll be something that I will try to be more aware of and, uh, tackle in a more efficient manner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen to me talk like a millennial. (laughs) You're going to optimize the grocery shopping that you've already optimized. Yeah, we all do it. It's a problem. It's I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. So I don't know how to fix it either, but we do have a tiny, tiny self-care tip related to this topic, whether you're a millennial or not, um, this idea of slowing down. So the uh, self-care tip we have today is to reduce the amount of time you're available, whether that's boundaries about you know, how long it takes for people to receive responses from you, how often you check your email, Um, focusing on not getting your bandwidth spread too thin. And also to be intentional about the time you have off. When are you working? When are you not working? What Mm -hmm. does working look like? What does not working look like? And to actually think about it and almost say it out loud so that we know, okay, this means not working. So we're going to do that. Um, And work feels important, but it can really seep into the margins of our life life if we let it. Um, And if you can, find time to do nothing, even if it's just for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I have loved when we have interviewed folks and and they've shared suggestions for no screen Sundays or um, setting hard boundaries with their screen time. And I would encourage our listeners to consider how they can do that as well. What has increased happiness in my own personal life is when I've been able to go home, put my phone in a different room and just kind of separate myself from that technology access that I've gotten accustomed to because I'm doing, I'm actually enjoying the moments more without the screen than I am having it there in my pocket. Right. We think that it's what we want, but once we have it, it, it sometimes just stresses us out. And it's exactly. not what we need. So that's our show for today. And whether you're a millennial or not, we hope that it was helpful. If you'd like to connect with us, as always, you can visit our website, slphappyhour.com, or find us on social media as SLP Happy Hour. We hope you enjoyed the show and that this was a little slice of an SLP happy hour for you. We've enjoyed recording it. Thank you for listening. Until next time.